Martinez reports on this June 23rd, 2023, and here are the top headlines. Tragic implosion as the families of the five men who lost their lives on the Titan submarine grave. The focus has turned into finding out what happened and what caused the catastrophic implosion believed to have killed the explorers. Deadly tornado, four people are dead and 10 injured after an unprecedented tornado struck through the town, Texas town Matadora on Wednesday, officials say. And tonight's smile, here's what's gonna make you smile tonight. A two-year-old girl on track to visiting all of the U.S. national parks by her third birthday. Hey, I'm Anthony and welcome, welcome to the show. Let's get started with the latest on the missing submarine, what we know so far. The Coast Guard said yesterday that the debris had been discovered on the ocean floor near where the Titanic wreck is wreck after the frantic international search in the Atlantic Ocean. The investigation will now turn into determining what caused the implosion as questions remain about the fate of the submarine and the, and the search that captivated people around the world. So what do we know so far? The first we we learned on Monday that the submarine went missing on Sunday. Now the Coast Guard is saying that on Thursday that if they found the where the the where they have been searching around they found debris. Later saying that that had consisted with the catastrophic implosion of the vessel. The five people on board the Titan submarine most likely died in what officials called a catastrophic implosion. We found uh, five different major pieces of of debris that. Uh, told us that it was the uh, remains of the Titan. The debris is consistent with a catastrophic uh, implosion of uh, the vessel. It is a difficult day uh, for all of us, um, and, and it's especially difficult uh, for the families, and our thoughts are with the families. The deep sea water pressure that appeared to have crushed the 22-foot craft would have been roughly equivalent in weight to 10,000 tons, about an Eiffel Tower. With the vast surge of efforts now over, the focus is turning over many unanswered questions that remain about the Titan and the safety concerns. A Titan passenger shared accounts of safety issues on the submarine. Josh Gates, host of the Discovery Channel's Expedition Unknown. I went up to Ocean Gate's headquarters uh, in Washington. I spent uh, several days up there with Stockton and uh, with uh, other Ocean Gate employees and engineers. And I, I took a ride in Titan. This was in 2021, just a few months before Titan was going to take its first group of passengers down to Titanic. You know, just, look, the, there are elements to Titan that were very impressive when you first walk up to the sub. It's a very large vehicle uh, for this kind of a uh, a mission. You know, most of the subs that go down to Titanic are two or three person, very, very cramped submersibles. Titan has a very novel design. So an impressive vehicle when you first see it and um, and a very, very unique design. But fundamentally, it is so large because it is made in a very novel way. It's made of this carbon fiber as opposed to having a pressure hull built out of steel alloy or titanium. And and that carbon fiber is really, I think, the the big question mark here, and it certainly was for me, there's just very little data about 
how that material is going to behave and the kind of pressure cycles that it was going to be put through and the kind of temperatures it was going to be exposed to. And there was simply nothing to benchmark it against. And so the more time I spent in Titan and, and talked with Stockton, I just couldn't get comfortable with the fact that there was almost no way to assess the risk of the vehicle. It was impossible. So a Las Vegas businessman, Jay Bloom, and his son, Sean, 20, who were supposed to be on the Tragic Titan, say that they backed out last minute and think that the Dawoo family replaced their seats. He also stated that Ocean Gate CEO Stockton Rush had contacted him a year ago telling him about the opportunity to visit the Titanic. Bloom said he wanted to go with his son, but then ended up backing out. Rush assured him that the journey would be the safest thing, safer than flying a helicopter, safer than crossing the street, Bloom recalls. And now the sister of Dawood and the has told NBC News that her nephew, Solman, informed a relative that he wasn't up for it, that he felt terrified about the trip and exploring the wreckage of the Titanic. But the 19-year-old ended up going on board because the trip fell over Father's Day weekend and he wanted to, he was eager to please his dad who was passionate about the Titanic. He had a sense that this was not, this was not okay. And he just, he was not very comfortable about doing it. She was devastated on Thursday when Ocean Gate, the company behind the Titan expedition, confirmed that all five passengers on board were presumed dead. She was, for the last four days, she was glued to the TV, watching the news and uh, learning about the hunt and the coverage for the Titan, desperate for updates about her brother and her nephew, and even fearing the worst. The story continues to develop as new questions rise on the submarine and the mission. But now four dead and ten injured in an unprotected tornado that strikes a Texas uh, town destroying homes and businesses. Take a look. Four people are dead and ten are injured after a tornado struck the Texas town. Seven who were injured were transported by emergency medical service to a nearby hospital. Three of them self-transported. Matador, located 70 miles northwest of Lubbock, with a population of 570 as of 2020 U.S. Census, have been left without power as of early Thursday, the agency said during a news briefing. More than 500 homes and businesses are without power. Agencies across the area are assisting with search and rescue efforts and state resources. The fire department of Lubbock, around 70 miles to the southwest of Mandora, have sent heavy rescue teams to assist the town. In quote, our hearts and prayers are with the communities affected by this disaster. The fire department tweeted. And last week in Texas, three people were killed and dozens more were injured in an EF3 tornado that peaked winds up to 140 miles per hour, a city near a city around 60 miles from Mandora. And coming up, Interstate 95 reopens today to traffic less than two weeks after the deadly collapse in North Philadelphia. We have completed each phase of this project safely and way ahead of sketch and two dead in a shooting outside of florida mcdonald's what police say we'll be right back
Uh, welcome back. Uh, I hope you had a, a great commercial break. I just snapped my pen in half during the break. I just broke my pen. Um, I just broke my pen. Uh, uh apologies for that. But let's get over to the intersection 95 that reopened today to traffic less than two weeks after a deadly collapse. Workers put in the finishing touches on the six-lane roadway, three lanes on each side. A, a, mo a more, more permanent bridge will be built. Crews worked around the clock and were finished way ahead of schedule. Cars and trucks began to cross the roadway just after 12.35 p.m. So how can, how fast can these drivers go on, on this 11-foot lane? Since it's much tighter and it's a three-lane instead of a four, the speed has been dropped down from the previous one to 45 miles per hour. What did the crew do to fix the highway in less than two weeks? I mean, on Monday we were told there was going to be another two weeks. Uh, so to get it this early and get 195 to be operating again as quickly as possible, workers use about two thousand tons of lightweight glass nuggets to fill the underpass and bring it up to surface level. It then paved it over to create a three lane of travel in each direction. A permanent bridge will eventually be built, but there's no timeline on that yet. Some people aren't very sure or very are very spectacle about this um, glass nugget thing, so they're not wanting to cross the bridge yet. But officials did tell us that it's safe. You could go on it if you need to. But there will be a, a permanent bridge to be in construction. But there's no timeline on it, on that yet. And now to two people who were found dead following a shooting Thursday afternoon outside a McDonald's restaurant in Florida. That's what police have said. And a, in a Facebook post by the police officers... They were conducting a double homicide investigation. One officer responded to the fast food restaurant about 5 p.m. when they, uh, when there was a report of two men dead in the parking lot. Police haven't released any, like any information, like the name of the victims or who might have killed them. But no one was injured inside the restaurant. You're watching Anthony Martinez reports on Right Now News. case and now to some local news in palm desert a 19 year old man is suspected of being one of three men involved in a car to car shooting in the parking lot of these shops in palm desert a ma earlier this year pled not guilty to the felony felony charges today daniel joseph of desert hot springs was charged with four felony counts of attempted murder and one felony felony count of each of shooting at a vehicle and even of a possession of a rifle or a shotgun according to court documents. Deputies from the Sheriff's Department in Palm Desert responded about 2 p.m. February 2nd to reports of shot fired at the mosque parking lot. Joseph was arrested and booked into, into a detention center in India where he is remained to be held on a $1 million, million bond. He's also accused in a also accused in the shooting is 
Alan Adams and Alexander Bryce, both who are 20, were charged with also four felony counts and one attempted murder and one felony count of shooting at a vehicle, according to court documents. They were charged separately earlier this year and are awaiting a trial. And coming up on our new segment tonight, Smiles. Tonight Smiles is a two-year-old girl who's on track on visiting all of the U.S. national parks by her third birthday. We'll be right back. What's that? What is it? Going to a national park, you're not, you know, checking your phones. You're not on social media. You're not watching TV. <laughs> she's on track to visiting every U.S. national park, but she's not even three yet. But first, a meteorologist will be leaving his career on television after harassment of his climate change um, coverage. Chris, a chief meteorologist for the CBS affiliate station KCCI, told followers on social media that he will be leaving his broadcasting career against in hoping of a new career of helping solve climate change. He's leaving after 18 years in the broadcasting industry. And now to our new segment, Tonight Smiles. What's going to make you smile tonight is this two-year-old girl named Journey Castillo. She came into the world when hundreds of people, even thousands of people, were losing their lives to the coronavirus daily across the globe. Her name says it all, but Journey's journey to visit all U.S. national parks when she was just a baby, just a few, a few weeks old, her parents' effort to give her a safe space to breathe and took her and her dad to the Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona. Fast forward to May 2023, the two-year-old toddler has visited a total of 50 national states. That's more than me and I bet that's more than you, the viewer. She's on track to visit all national parks by September 19 when it's her third birthday. But unlike most children her age, she has a special set of knowledge. She's able to identify National Park Service symbols, signs, and objects. My name is Valerie Castillo. My name is Eric Castillo. And this is Journey Castillo. The name um, says it all. She is Journey and she's on a journey to visit all 63 U.S. national parks. By the time she was one, we wanted to get to 21 national parks. And by the time she was two, get to 42. And then by the time she's three, get to 63. There's not enough national parks. The Castillo family who live in San Antonio, Texas, wasn't exposed to hiking or visiting national parks until Journey came along. But her first trip to the Grand Canyon also led to the family to visit two national parks in Texas and look beyond their familiar areas for adventures. While Journey's, uh, while Journey's trips to national parks are being um, shown all over the family's social media accounts, her mom hopes that the early childhood memories will become a building block for her character development. Okay, so if you notice, her name is Journey, and you know she's going through a journey of going all all uh, national parks. But the crazy part about this, and where I think it was meant to be from the beginning, is that when they named her Journey, that wasn't the plan at all to uh, go out and like go to every national park. It was just meant to be, and you know, uh, it, you know, I believe in things being meant to be, and this is one of them that really shows. It was meant to be.
And well, that does it for us today. If you missed our first show or if you missed any of our future shows or more interviews or stories, you can find us in so many places like the Rhino News Network, YouTube, Google, and even our social media pages at Anthony on RNN. And again, make sure to tune in on Monday for another edition of Anthony Martinez Reports with more news. Have a great weekend and I'll see you then.